What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Southeastern 14, another edition of Bets and Ball Games with Edwards and Greason. And before we get to Jay, let's uh, take care of a little business. Um, we are hosted by Bet Online, which remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contest. NFL, college, well, not college football anymore. UFC and NHL in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's all caps B L E A V. Again, our promo code in all caps B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with Bet Online, where the game starts. All righty, January 19th, we are recording here uh, just after noon Eastern on Friday. What is going on, Mr. Greason? Not much, my man. Just trying to uh, thaw out here in the greater Chattanooga area. We're in – we've been out of school all week. We are in Isageddon. I mean, it is – Monday was the Hallmark movie snow of everybody going out in the yard, snowball fights and uh, pulling kids on sleds and the whole nine yards. And then from Tuesday until really about yesterday afternoon was I, – I was ready for, like, Canuck the Eskimo to come up here and build an igloo in my front yard. I mean, it was nothing but ice. And it's been a rocky road. Well, uh, like I told you uh, back in the green room, I had to drip my faucets. Uh, a couple times earlier this week, which was uh, a major yeah, change and, of pace. And and, and, uh, and half of America's heart really bleeds for y'all in Florida who had to drip their faucet uh, like overnight just to make certain because you got up and put in your khaki shorts and walked outside and went, <laughs> woo, it's like 50 degrees out here. Woo no, no khaki shorts this week, buddy. It has been long sleeves big time. All right, so um, NFL action. Oh, that's right. We're, we're going to start with um, or our. I mean, look, I know you and I are not going to believe it until we see him in that gear at that intro presser, but all signs indicate that the GOAT might be coming to our Atlanta Falcons, and I know I he's mean, up there. Honestly, honestly, it, this is like dating Rosie O'Donnell and then breaking up with her, and then going out with Cameron Diaz. I mean, going from Arthur Smith to Bill Belichick? What do you – I mean, holy buckets. Yes. Oh, man. Hey, I, 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 I don't want to give it the reverse Beetlejuice. Like, if I say it three times, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't – I, I, I'll take Harbaugh. First and foremost, we'll take anybody that is than, not named Arthur Smith. That Everybody's fool. an upgrade. Everybody. No but, doubt. Well, with the possible exception of Mike McCarthy. Eh, you know. Yeah. But we get this guy, and, and here's the thing, and I know a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans, you and I have grown up Falcons fans, and, I mean, I can remember going to games in 78 when Bartkowski was young 
and I was sitting in fold-out bleachers in Fulton County Stadium, and, I mean, it was great. And they were handing the ball to Bubba Bean, for God's sakes, and William Andrews was coming on as a young dude, and they had Junior Miller and, and, and I mean, and all those great wide receivers and the grits blitz and all those things. I've been a Falcons fan going on half a century. This is – you can't help but be excited because I understand the conversation that is he old, is he – is the game past him? Okay, I get that. But I also understand, and I think everybody needs to be aware, that he saw what Brady did when he left New England, and he's supremely motivated – to get not only to Shula, but if he can go get a Super Bowl without Brady and in, and anywhere other than New England, it only galvanizes his goatness. Yeah. And look, I, I don't think he's lost his coaching chops now. He had a bad run of GM and draft. And that, that's what was so weird because he used to be the master of the draft, of training down and just adding picks and, and still getting, you know, guys he wanted 20, 30 picks later. But his his GM skills is what really fell off and where they went down. Um, I mean, he hasn't had a quarterback. He hasn't had any weapons on offense. And their defense was actually, you know, their defense is – has always still been pretty even. I mean, they weren't great this year, but toward the end of the season, they were playing pretty good defense. But um, yeah, and to I that mean, point, to that point, Brian, in the last ten years, in first round picks, in first round, and, and granted, they traded out a couple of those years. But I heard the stat from Orlovsky picks, yesterday. Is that where you're going? What a stat about that Orlovsky shared or go, you go ahead on the last 10 drafts they, the, in the last 10 years, they've had one pro bowler right among their first round picks. Yep. And it was Mac Jones. And that was a one-time thing. It was a one-timer. And now he's about to get cut. Right. So, uh, yeah. yes, the GM stature of Belichick, he does not need to be buying the ingredients, but I'll trust him to cook in the kitchen in flowery branch. Yes, no doubt. And I can't believe Jerry Jones, because I, I, I was worried Belichick was going to want to go to Dallas. And then jo Jones, Jones is keeping McCarthy. Okay, Jerry, my man. Like he kept Jason Garrett like a decade. Uh, what the hell is Jerry Jones doing? He's being Jerry Jones. Yeah. Uh, he, Belichick's not going to go. I mean, honestly, if, I thought the same thing, but then you think about it. Belichick does not want to go to a place that the owner does a Tuesday radio hit in in local media. Yeah, that was I mean, he. He he was completely comfortable with Robert Kraft doing a Miami uh, massage sure hit sure sure <laughs> whenever he felt the need sure. Boy, was that vintage cowgirls in January last week? I mean, vintage. Hey, what a crap show. Which leads us to the playoffs, because I'll tell you this, the Packers feel good about themselves. They are about to get smoked. Oh, I uh, – Lay I'm the 10, give, brother. I'm going to give you – no, I'm going to give you a little pushback on that, but we, we – let's don't – let's don't – uh. 
let's let's get to it here. Second, let me share the the lines for from our good friends at Bet Online. So, uh, for Houston, Baltimore. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Baltimore currently nine and a half of the total of 43 and a half. And that's pretty what it is, pretty much where it is everywhere else. Uh, I see two nines out there, but most everywhere, nine and a half and 43 and a half. That's a huge uh, number with that total, right? I, you know, I don't think so. And, and I'll get into that. Uh, well, first off, the weather is going to be cold. And but the wind is supposed to only be 10 to 15 miles an hour. But that was that when I looked last, which was probably yesterday. And I'm not a big uh, meteorologist guy. <laughs> I mean, like their predictions I'm talking about. I mean, obviously, right, I'm not right, a meteorologist. Right, right. Uh, I, mean, I don't hey, always whether or not you want to do that. See what I did there was. Uh huh. I did. I did. So San Fran is also nine and a half at Bet Online, but you've actually got to pay a minus one fifteen juice on the Niners, which would be good if you like the Packers. So that means if you wanted to buy it to ten, you'd probably only have to pay minus one fifteen juice because they should be minus one hundred five. Uh, that total is fifty and one half. That appears to be the line across the board everywhere. Um. So moving to Sunday, um, Detroit. Uh, is six and a half, also with a minus one fifteen price on it at Bet Online. The total forty nine. That looks pretty much everywhere across the board. Um, however, for well, let's see. Uh, so Buffalo at uh, Bet Online is two and a half with a minus one twenty price tag on it, with a total of forty five and a half. So let's just go in chronological order. Uh, Houston at Baltimore. Uh, nine and a half and 43 and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Jay? Uh, love the points because the underdog's got the better quarterback. And I know Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP, but this is now going to be a game that D'Amico Ryans is going to scheme defensively. And it's also a game that everybody plays harder and Lamar Jackson's going to have to make three or four or five throws on third and eight that he consistently does not make CJ Stroud makes those throws. So uh, do I, do I think they win? Probably not. Cause the, the biggest weapon Baltimore has Justin Tucker's the best kicker in the history of the league. And he's going to, he, he may make the difference one way or the other, but give me CJ Stroud nine and a half points, please. Yes, yeah, so they played in the regular season, but it was the opener, and uh, Baltimore won twenty-five to nine. But it was a uh, it was a pretty misleading uh, final score. Uh, in fact, they they both teams had eighteen first downs apiece, and the Texans actually had a three-yard advantage in total yards, two sixty-eight to two sixty-five. And again, I mean, it was his NFL debut. Right. On the road, and Stroud was 28 of 44 for 242 passing yards. And, and I could not have been more wrong this time last week about going against Stroud in, in the rookie conversation. Holy buckets was he a dude last weekend. Yeah, and Flacco um, did not play as well as he had been playing those two pick sixes and I got my over uh, mid third quarter on that first of two uh, pick sixes. Uh, Saturday was good to me. Sunday, 
not so much. We both won on Kansas City Saturday night. Correct. Oh, and and we differed on Sunday night, and you prevailed with the Rams. I thought I was on the right side of that one, but uh, and then I had the cowgirls in a money line parlay. I mean, I was not laying the points. I just we needed them to win outright, so I lost that. But then I had the Bucks Monday. So I had the Bucks uh, and the Bills Monday. Had a good, had a good Monday. That a boy, that a boy. All right. So here's what I'm gonna do, and I'm not against the Texans, especially if you can get a ten. Um, but you know, I definitely can't lay that many points with Baltimore. But my thinking is Baltimore, and so I'm going to attack it with their team total over 27 and a half. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if we uh, if we discount the regular season finale for Baltimore, which we should because Lamar Jackson didn't play, Zay Flowers did not play, Odell Beckham and others did not play. So if we take that game or uh, throw it out, Baltimore's last six home games, they have scored 56 37, 34, 31, 37, and 38. So they've scored at least 31 in all six games. They've scored at least 34 in five of them and at least 37 in four of them. So um, that's the route I'm going to go. Oh, and, and we did get news about an hour ago. Mark Andrews has been practicing this week, is probably not going to be activated a- according to uh, rap sheet, uh, Ian Rappaport. Um, but he might be ready next week. So they're not going to get that lift, but yeah, that that's um that's my favorite play. But I am well, also. I mean, honestly, though, when Mark Andrews comes back, wow, the the twelve personnel, one back, two tight ends, with he and Isaiah Likely, is Ooh. is salty. I mean, I like Likely. You know, it's hard not to like Likely. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody who I know likes likely, and and likely if they don't like likely, then then likely they I don't want to like them. Do you remember where likely played his college ball? Uh, I wish he had played his college ball at Auburn. <laughs> I wish I wish he had played it at Florida. He was one of Grayson McCall's favorite targets at uh, Coastal Carolina. Um, so I'm also going to play over 43 and a half. Uh, obviously both teams. Uh, for Houston, like Baltimore. Yeah, because especially if the wind is it cold is cold. I mean, these guys are used to cold. That's fine. Right. But as long as yeah. the wind's not going, as long as it's not wet, but the wind is the biggest thing that that really leans towards the under in my mind, because you're talking about kicking, you're talking about throwing into it, you're talking about all the things with the ball in the air. That that is honestly, I, I you know what, I like the over two, but I still I'm you're a little worried about the wind. Well, C.J. Stroud. Here's the thing about betting giving up those many points to C.J. Stroud. At one point in time, he's going to hit the he's going to hit the home run. Every time I've watched that dude throw in the last three months, he is dodged in the pocket and then bought a little time and hit somebody for a 70-yard play. And that right there, that crushes nine and a half. Man, in his last six starts, nine touchdown passes without an interception. I I think I saw a stat. He's gone 155 throws without an interception. Rookies don't do that. As a rookie. Rookies don't do that. I wrote this earlier this week for the Times Free Press here in Chattanooga. 
he's having the best rookie season ever. ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And hey, Lamar's playing pretty good too. Last six games, 14 to 2 TDI and T ratio. Again, if we take out that regular season finale that went under when the starters rested, the over is five and one in Baltimore's last six at home. That is home specific, and the over is seven and three in their last ten, regardless of venue. So I'm on Baltimore's team total over and the over. I'm not against the Texans, but um, I think I'm gonna just roll with those two. Okay, so we go to Green Bay and San Fran. So we're gonna butt heads. So. Jay won the buttheads game last week with the acute little field goal backdoor cover when McVay should have been probably probably should have been going for that. But eh. so uh, we're going to differ here. It sounds like Mr. Greason likes the Niners minus nine and a half. I, I assume I do. I do. I, 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 I think this is going to be a really competitive 17 point San Francisco win. Uh, and maybe it's a late touchdown. Green Bay played great. Green Bay played as good as it possibly can last week against Dallas, but the outcome of that game was Dallas's ineptitude. Yes. Uh, whether, whether it was Dak being Dak and a hundred percent McCarthy being McCarthy, but, uh, Green Bay's feeling good about themselves. San Francisco had a week off. Shanahan's got some for him. It's gonna be. It's it's gonna be. It's gonna look a lot like you remember that game when like San Fran was like nine and two, and Philadelphia was ten and one, uh, in like before Thanksgiving, and San Francisco to nineteen final, I think, and they just mauled them. I mean, every time they had the ball, you're going. They're going to score. They're going to score. You don't think even you don't think it's going to be that bad, though. Yes, yes, I do. I I actually, I think it's going to be a landslide. I I don't think because here's the other part of this: Dallas got behind the eight ball, and Dak threw up in his mouth almost like on every third step. Here we go. Here we go. I don't give a shit what he says. In, in in the in the in the pre-snap huddle, uh, here we go. He bleh. yes, he did. He did like the girl from Pitch Perfect, right there on the front row of the acapella concert. It, no, I mean the pick six was so gross. Oh, it was awful. And the the ESPN Next Gen stats folks. Green Bay is the worst defense between the numbers in the league when it comes to passing. You don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to use George Kittle and Debo Samuel and McCaffrey on a couple of a couple of in routes? No. This is this hey honestly, they're going to shred Green Bay. If you hey, if you don't want to if you don't want to follow Green Bay, if you if you if you feel like you you don't want to lay the that that many points, I get it, I understand it. Then bet the over because San Francisco may get there on their own. Okay, so uh, Jay made a compelling case for the Niners. Uh, here's my case for the Packers. Now, 
they've won four in a row, none against the Niners. I, I can see they have not beat the Niners, but they have won uh, four games in a row, and they are only five and five straight up and ATS on the road this year. However, their five road losses are only by 13 combined points. They haven't lost by more than four on the road. I can see they have not played at San Francisco. Um, they have won three straight road games, including a win at Detroit, which is uh, another team that's still alive and kicking. Uh, but here's here's my, my best thought process w- with this play, um, is that in the last nine games when they are seven and two, Jordan Love has 21 touchdown passes compared to only one interception. And now that Aaron Jones has gotten healthy, the last four games he has had the following uh, rushing yards outputs, 127, 120, 111, and 118. So I don't disagree with anything Jay's saying in terms of San Francisco having offensive success. I just think I think Green Bay is going to score. And – They've also won outright their last four as underdogs, and the Niners are only three and five against the spread at home this year. They're only five and six against the spread when they're favored by six and a half or more. So I'm going to go with the Packers, and Jay vehemently disagrees. So now here's the tough one for me. I don't even have a play on this one yet. It's Tampa Bay at Detroit. Um, Detroit six and a half and 49. Um, I mean, I've got a couple of thoughts of maybe this maybe that what where are you on uh bucks and lions uh the only way i would play this game right now is over 49 because i think evans and godwin the tampa bay wide receivers are going to have success but i also think uh the detroit offense does a really good job using montgomery and jameer gibbs in multiple ways and not only just in the straight ahead run game, but then also using them out of the backfield, catching passes. I I see this, especially indoors and having the opportunity to play and run on that turf. Uh, If I had to pick a side, I'm taking the bucks because I see this as a field goal game, but if I if, if you ask me what my favorite pick on this game is, I'm going to go over 49. Yeah, um, and, and it's it's weird. Like so, Houston. <clears throat> sorry, three of our four games this this uh, week played in the regular season, and Detroit and, and Tampa Bay had only 26 combined. But that you know, obviously that was an under. But you like the over. Uh, the Houston and Baltimore was an under. But I like the over. Uh, Buffalo KC played. They were 2017 for an under. But I like the over in that game that we'll get to in a second. So we – we, um, but, you know, your result in the regular season, especially some of these that are three months ago uh, or even four months ago with Baltimore and Houston, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to, you know, get a, a similar uh, result. So I'm confident Detroit's going to win. But I, I'm definitely not laying – Six and a half. So, in other words, I'm basically saying if you have a a teaser you like or a money line parlay, I I think Detroit is should be in that. Um, you know, and and I could be on board for a teaser, 
with Baltimore, as long as you can get Baltimore down to minus three and confirm that a push is not a loss on a teaser. I know that's archaic at most books, but there are some that, that are still doing business like that, unfortunately. So, um, don't be that, using those big words like archaic. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I two dollars thirty-five cents. And play Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, <laughs> and, and, that, and that that's the archaic, right? I used to, yeah. Ga- I mean, you get Galaga. like tokens for a dollar. Hey, I'm the Uno and Galaga. I'll play anybody for a hundred dollars in Galaga. Hey, anytime. I used to honestly, no kidding, at Auburn, I'd play anybody in Tecmo Bowl for a hundred bucks. I would play Madden because uh, I was a few years behind you. We, we had moved on. What? To, uh, what are you saying? I am old. No, no, no. Oh, no. I do not like the tone of your voice, sir. I'm just saying. Are you? I. You noted it with your Falcons. I was going to say my first memories are Barkowski, Lynn Kane, William Andrews, and you predated me by like two or three years on our our lifelong suffering Falconness. Uh, earlier in the show, so that's that's all I'll say. No big deal. What's your name again, Sonny? <laughs> uh, okay, so you like the over. I do. You, you, you lean a little to the Bucks. I'm okay with Detroit in a teaser or money line parlay. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Okay, I, look, I, we're st- we still got to get Buffalo's practice information. They've got several very key players on defense that we don't know if they're out or they're in. And so, therefore, I, I can't even really have an opinion on the side at the moment. Now, maybe later this afternoon, and certainly, you know, by, you know, some people get ruled out or definitely going to play. You know, hopefully it won't go all the way up to kickoff. But right now, I'm just uh, – I, I think if all these questionable guys play, I think I lean Buffalo. If all I'm 100% of them are- on Buffalo. I'm 100%. I'm already, okay. I'm already in on Buffalo Okay, for two reasons. I'm I'm on, I'm on Buffalo for two reasons. One, I think Josh Allen has a lot to prove, and I think he's motivated. Two, he's got a better receiving core than Patrick Mahomes does. And Gabe and Davis three, is another another guy who's questionable, uh, but they get, did okay offensively without him last week. A wide receiver for Buffalo. Yes, but I mean, he's got digs. He's got sure, both sure. the tight ends. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's got options. James Cook is a dude. Uh, Mahomes really has Rice and Kelsey. And if Taylor Swift's not there, then we don't know if Kelsey's going to be motivated to play or not. Here's the other thing. I'm really interested to see how Patty Mahomes uh, reacts in his first true playoff road game. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I I am as well. As much as I love – the commercial with Jake from State Farm with Andy Reid going, explain it again with those nuggies. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that commercial because every fat man in America goes, I can see that. Explain it again with those nuggies. I get it. I'm, I'm in. I'm, that's fine. I love He's Andy not Reed. ready for what's coming. And Ed Oliver, yes. The, the, yes. Does it worry me that the Bills – have injuries and in at linebacker and in the secondary. Of course it does because Mahomes is great, but Ed Oliver is going to push that pocket square in his face. And 
Josh Allen runs better than Patty Mahomes does. And so, Josh, and and they are more willing to let him yes. run this time of year in a one and done scenario. Whereas, you know, I don't. Well, well I, I tell you about once once Buffalo's playoff hopes were starting to get very slim. All of a sudden, Josh Allen's running he, the ball. He, out he, a lot. he might well, he might have been <laughs> yeah. Tim Tebow by God. Yeah. All right, I'm tucking and running. Yeah, so, and and you know what? I wonder what his rushing yards prop is because that's a good look too that's it, a good it, that's that look at you you're like a professional I, gambler and stuff and such but I, but I bet I bet it's jacked up though I bet like I don't think it would be as low as it's been during the regular season so I, before I say over I I want to go uh take a peek at it I'm hoping they haven't I'd up. also look uh, at James oh, yeah, Cook's we, total yards because yeah that guy he, not only out of the backfield but also keeping Chris Jones and that Kansas City front seven honest. Kansas City's defense is the best, is better than their offense. And that's saying something. But uh, I, st- I, I still think at home, Josh Allen and company, too much. Oh, wow. I can't believe what his rushing yards are. I, I, I was thinking it was going to be a lot more. Um, and, and it's got 38. 42 and a half. Uh, give me the uh, over. But that's still – yeah, but did he have like a 55-yard run last week? Here, I'm going to his yes. player page. Uh, yes, yeah. I like that. Yeah, give uh, me every bit of that over. Give me – hey, I think he may get 42 in the first half. I think that might have just become my favorite play of the week. Forget everything I said. Just put over 42 and a half. <laughs> Alex rushing yards. Forget everything I've been talking about. Okay, so last week – uh, eight carries, 74 yards. Okay, let's look late regular season. So he had 67 against Miami, but 15 attempts. So it's not like it was – I mean, he only had eight attempts against Pittsburgh. You know, that game got a little lopsided, so they weren't running him as much. If this is a one-possession game the whole way, he could be running, uh, you know, a lot. Um, So he – and then the next last regular season game, he only had 44 yards, but that is over 42 and a half. So he's gone over that number three games in a row. Um, he had 81 in the Philadelphia game, 44 against the Bengals, 46 against Washington, but that's it. So he's only gone over this actually one, two, three, four, five, six, but it's a different story. But, but to your year. point though, this is now this is now go time. This is money yes. time. Yes. So, I mean, he's going to be in the pocket. If it's not there, one read, two read, go. And, I mean, the 55-yard run was not only did he break a tackle, dude ran away from the secondary. Yeah. Speed. Wheels. Wheels. All right. So I am okay. So you're on Buffalo. Yeah. And and I'm I'm, I'm on Allen over 42. Yeah. yeah. We're both, all right. We're both both on Allen over 42 and a half rushing yards. I I got a clean 45 on the over for for Buffalo KC early in the week. And like I said earlier, they had 20 to 17 game for 37 combined that was under early in the year. But the Bills' offense has played a lot better here. Uh, recently, the overs three and one for the Bills in their last four. The last four games, the Bills have scored 31, 27, 31, and 32. So their offense is is playing its best ball. We mentioned the injuries. Um, uh, 
for Buffalo on defense. Taron Johnson, uh, concussion protocol. Taylor Rapp, the safety missed last week. Two of the linebackers are questionable. Another corner, Christian Benford, um, is also uh, questionable. And uh, I just trust Mahomes and Allen just to make enough plays. So, look, if your number's 45 and a half, I'd buy the half point to 45. That's a key number, three more than a multiple of seven. All right, so before we put the NFL uh, to bed, any any other thoughts uh, there on anything? Well, before we put the NFL to bed, may we all cross our fingers that Bill Belichick will be, uh, by the end of the weekend – I mean, yes, there we go. All right. Yes. What, what else you got there, Maestro? Oh, we got to talk some SEC hoops. We got to talk do. some. Yeah. And let's let's just go ahead and, and go right to your bread and butter as the Ole Miss Rebels are coming in to Auburn. Oh, and let's see if any of these uh, numbers have popped, which they – so beautifully did for us uh, during the show last week. Uh -oh. ah. starting, uh, not. Oh, you are seeing some. I am. Oh, good. Because oh, maybe I need to hit refresh on this page. Maybe that's the deal. Uh, but anyhow, um, let's start with uh, okay, Ole Miss at Auburn. This is an eight thirty uh, p.m. kick. So um, I was thinking 11, 11 and a half. Uh, for Auburn, I saw Ken Palm was 14. Uh, Auburn undefeated in nine home games, five and three ATS. Um, I'm not going to be surprised if this thing is like, you know, way more. What do you? Th I mean, how? What? What's the point where you wouldn't take it? What number where you would not take it? Would you lay more than 15? 15 was – it's funny you say 15 because 15 was what I was thinking of, the ceiling of what I would lay. Right. Because here's the thing. Ole Miss's best player is going to get heckled through the roof because it's Alan Flanagan. Oh, yeah. Auburn legacy. Oh. And he portaled to Ole Miss. So – uh, it's going to be a rough road for that young fella. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't have the depth, and Auburn runs away from inferior teams. Now, I don't know what they're going to do against Kentucky in three weeks. I don't know what they're going to do against Tennessee when they see them. I mean, there are really good teams. I don't know what they're going to do against Alabama, who can oh, score, uh, who can put up huge numbers. You got but, Alabama on Tuesday, I see. But here's the thing. When they face a team that is, is a fringe bubble team and they come at you in waves, did you see what they did to Vandy the other night? I mean, it just was – I mean, it was honestly like a war of attrition. That means yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't like a two point game there mid first half. I think yes. I changed the channel. I came back, you're up like fifteen. Like and then and then and then it like, just what? kept going, kept yeah. going, and they and then here come the second string. I mean, it reminds me honestly of what Spurrier used to do 
Uh, I put, I'm going to put four wideouts out there, and I don't necessarily have to throw to my number one, but my number four is going to be better than your number four DB, and I'm going to pick at that scab till you can't stop it. So it's either Broom or it's KD Johnson coming off the bench or it's the freshman point guard hitting threes. I mean, and they got like two point guards who look like Sideshow Bob with the head with that with the hair from the Simpsons. I mean, Auburn comes at you at waves. And I still, you know what's crazy? I think there are three Elite Eight teams in the SEC this year. And I think Auburn's one of them. Kentucky and uh, Tennessee and uh, Auburn. Or you're not thinking Bama, are you? No, I, I, I think Bama's either. flawed defensively. Me too. But maybe a Sweet Sixteen team, possibly. No, no, I. But I, but I think, I think Tennessee, Kentucky, and and Auburn will be playing on that last Sunday to get to the Final Four. I, I agree, and, and this is by far the most dangerous. Uh, Tennessee team because they now have a, a, a elite, legit scorer in Dalton Connect that they've never had during the Rick Barnes era. I mean, they they have fallen apart. Like, they put on such a clinic in the round of 32 against Duke last year on how to just be physical defense and just push these little little pansies around and just be making a football game, basically, which is right. what they did. Uh, but then you know, the FAU game, they just struggled to get buckets. Round of 32 two years ago, I had so much money on them. They're in control of that game, eight minutes left, and then it just goes six minutes without a bucket, and they end up losing to Jawan flipping Howard. And, um, but I don't, I mean, you can look at like the overs for Tennessee this year, and, and the totals are in the upper 150. It's not because they still can't play defense, they can suddenly just score, and it's all about well, Dalton Connect. Because they can score because Dalton Connect can get any shot he wants, and you're comfortable with whatever shot he wants to get. And so then, I mean, you saw it the other night because your Gators were – they got connected. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, he went on a like a 15-0 run on his own. He scored, well, he scored 20 of their points in a row. He might have done a 15-0 against the Gators at one point, but he scored their last 20 points for the first half. And then you start then figuring out, all right, we got to stop this dude. And major college basketball players getting wide open shots because this guy can create not only his shot, but wide open shots for his teammates. No, he's a he's an he's an offensive difference maker for a team that is one of the two or three best defensive teams in America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I did notice um when I was looking at Ken Palm, Auburn is uh not only ninth in offensive yard ninth in defensive and offensive efficiency. Um but uh, so I'm looking at your schedule. Auburn uh y'all got some really good games coming up. So you after at Alabama next Saturday you're at the Hump. The Hump's not easy this year. Oh, but hey, the Humpy Dance is your chance to do the dance. Yes, and Hump then to me, baby. <laughs> and then the following Saturday you're at Ole Miss, and then you host Alabama midweek, 
at Florida, that's not going to be a problem for you. I don't, I don't think you get Kentucky. Uh, uh, you're, you're looking down the road now. There's a Saturday uh, that Kentucky's coming not long after Valentine's Day. And yeah, 17. Hey, you know who has two thumbs and is planning to go to that game? This guy. That guy. Okay. And then you're at Tennessee on the 28th. But uh, the schedules for your last five games should be pretty pretty easy for, for you guys. Okay. Um. So you said you're not going to lay more than 15. Let me see if these spreads have popped. They popped right in the middle of the show yesterday, right when we st- or, uh, last week, and it was so beautiful. And darn it, they have not uh, popped. So you say you'll lay anything less than 15? I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, All right. and probably I, – I, but we talk about this a, a lot of times. There's no way I play Ole Miss on this. Oh, I know. I know you're not. Uh, yeah. But I mean, honestly, can even if if I gave you Ole Miss an eighteen, are you are you you feel good about it? I don't feel great about it, but um, I'm not. Li- I would take Ole Miss before I'd take Auburn. I think at eighteen, I think. I, but, I, so I mean, we go back to the conversation of if you're gonna play it, it's got to be an Auburn play. Yeah, no, I don't. Right. I don't disagree there. Yeah, I do not disagree with that at all. So, okay, I'd say the next best game tomorrow is going to be Bama at Tennessee. Okay, that's a 2 p.m. Eastern uh, tip. Uh, So, Tennessee is undefeated uh, at home in nine games, and they've won eight of them by uh, 18 points or more. The only one they did, they beat Illinois by seven I believe that was before Shannon got suspended. So, yeah. um, I mean, in Illinois, to me, was definitely a Sweet 16 team with him. And might still could be. But um, uh, anyway, Bama, 2-1 uh, and one straight up and against the spread on the road. They've been an underdog five times, 2-2-1 two, two and one against the spread with one win. But Bama's 4-0 in the SEC. I mentioned Tennessee's on a 10-5-1 run to the over. The over's 12-5 overall. Uh, for Bama. Um, so I, I wrote down Tennessee minus five and a half. Ken Palm has Tennessee at four with a total of 162. So let, let's say it's somewhere between me and Ken Palm in the four to five range. Uh, I, I think this is Tennessee or pass to me. What, what do you oh, think? I, see, I thought it was going to be Tennessee. I, I actually would be shocked if it's not Tennessee minus seven or eight. Uh, that won't shock me. Uh, and because here's the thing, Alabama's not tough enough for what Tennessee's going to bring. They they are not physical enough. They are not ready. You watched it on Tuesday night. Tennessee is they, very physical. They, yes, very physical. They play eight and nine deep. They've got size coming off the bench. They 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 rebound, and then Dalton Connect brings a whole different kettle of fish to the conversation because he can score with whoever the best player in the league is. And Zakai Ziegler's getting healthier every single day. He's getting And he he disrupts offenses Mm. from the very point. It's like, you know how everybody talked about Aaron Donald and Chris Jones and those guys rushing the passer straight through the middle? Zakai Ziegler disrupts On the ball defender. Because I mean, he guards your point guard from seventy-five feet out, and and he's got he's got no idea what to do. 
And I, and I mean, being, you know, in my high school career, being a point guard, there is nothing you hate worse than somebody that's quicker than you up in your grill for 80 to 90 feet. That is yep. just, it's nightmare on Elm Street. And if he's quicker than you, he's probably a little better conditioned than you. And it's going to be a long, yeah. it's going to be a long flipping night of sucking wind. And uh, it's just not going to be a fun night at the office. Well, uh, at, at I, I love Tennessee on this play, actually. I, I, I think I and you know what? Tennessee hates Alabama in everything. Yeah, they and do. that place is going to be jacked. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, that's 24,000 in Thompson Bowling Arena. Uh, I love Tennessee. I, I'd lay Tennessee as much as nine. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd lay nine, but you're talking me into it a little more so as well. Um, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling Tennessee here. I mean, I mean, I, I'm thinking Bama's going to have to shoot 45, 50 percent from three to be, you know, to even stay in the game. Right. That's what. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. So you know, a team. I know we're running low on time, uh, but a team that's starting to play a little better here, and going against a team that's kind of struggling, LSU's starting to play a little bit better, especially at home. They're at home to AM. Um Ken Palm's got AM as a two-point favorite. I hope so, because I think LSU needs to be favored. And I will be looking at LSU if they're an underdog. Well, and and here's the thing: other than the powerhouses uh and the teams that are used to it, when teams go on the road, road favorites in conference games. Be really cautious about that because, I mean, we saw it 10 days ago. I, I took a bath on Kansas going to UCF, and it turned out, of course, it's UCF's Super Bowl in basketball, and and UCF wins outright. Uh, but you and look UCF up, just it, beat Texas. Like, what's, what, UCF's ready for Big 12 basketball? Huh. I mean, I mean but I was talking about, I mean. Oh, I know. The there are a whole lot of these teams that go on the road and are given points. I mean, yeah. Hey, LSU's playing better. I'll tell you somebody else who who I've made some money on. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and let's get to their game. So they're at Rupp, uh, six o'clock tomorrow night. Uh BBN, Big Blue Nation, has plenty of Time to get nice and sauced up before a 6 p.m. tip uh, at Rupp. Georgia's coming in there having won 11 of its last 12, um, and they have covered their last four as an underdog with three outright wins. Georgia's three and one in the SEC could easily be four and zero. Oh, let a let a what a what 11 point lead get away to Tennessee with like seven six seven minutes left. Yeah, they, um, they went like four minutes without scoring. Right. Yeah, and but they did end up still covering uh, that game. Uh, Kentucky. Okay, so I wrote down um, eleven. Uh, Ken Palm's got it ten and one sixty. I think I would have to be getting twelve to be interested in Georgia. Um, I'm not. I don't really want to double, lay double digits to Georgia. They're they're kind of a little pesky little squad. 
Not only is pesky, they they guard. They are they're they're top thirty nationally in defensive efficiency, and that was going into South Carolina, and they did nothing to hurt that hurt those numbers because they were getting points going to South Carolina, and they won outright. So, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, Kentucky at home is a different beast. I sure. mean, I, I wish they were playing anybody. The two toughest trips in the league right now are going to Rupp and going to Auburn. And so, but 11 is too many. 11 is too many for a Georgia team that – now, honestly, I'd bet I'd bet 11, and then I, <laughs> I would look about the odds of betting Kentucky minus 25 because – if it's going to be in that 11 range, Georgia's going to cover or Kentucky's going to blow their doors off. Georgia's got a stinker coming. So this yeah. one scares me. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm out on this one. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. So I, I kind of like my Gators tomorrow. They should be around two and a half or three at Mizzou. Mizzou's 0-4 uh, in SEC play. But the Gators are 0-3 straight up and against the spread in three uh, road games where they – basically just got blown out now at Ole Miss and at Tennessee and at Wake Forest were the games um uh G- Gators got to start collecting I mean this is not a quad one win they got to start coll- they're they're not even in the next four out all of a sudden you know most of the bracket uh bracketologists have had the Gators you know around the uh, seven to ten seed most of non-conference play and now all of a sudden they're not even in the next four outs uh, for some of these guys, so uh, hey, do you de- think Missouri and Arkansas have quit on their on their coaches? Uh, I, I would have uh, said that until Arkansas found a way to uh, to beat uh, was it A and M the other night, right? So maybe they haven't quit, and they've got South Carolina at home tomorrow, where um, that'll be a, a tight line. I'm thinking Arkansas uh, two or three uh, on that one. Got to go not, Arkansas there. Got to go Arkansas. Yeah, if it's three or less, it's Arkansas or pass in my mind. And um, last one, uh, Vandy at Mississippi State. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking 11 and a half or 12, but Ken Palm says 16. If it's 16, I, I might be interested in Vandy. And Stackhouse has got to be on the hot seat. But, man, he just hasn't done a good job of keeping his guys like uh, together, like I'm talking about the off season, like he can coach, man. Stackhouse can coach, in my opinion. He can coach, and he's actually gotten some talent to Vandy. But there, it, the conversation we had earlier about being an in-game coach, they looked awful against Auburn the other night. I mean, well, Auburn can make people look awful. Matched up, and and. For the first 12, 14 minutes, it was a back-and-forth basketball game. And then Bruce Pearl made an adjustment, and Vandy, like, crumbled. Right. So, I don't know. I uh, I just have a soft spot. They, they were my against-the-spread dream last year in late February and March. I mean, they did me so right, and they were playing so well, and – and he was out coaching. I mean, he beat Calipari twice. He beat Auburn. He beat Tennessee. 
he beat he beat a lot of tournament teams there in late February, early March. And to just think less than a year later, he's about to be gone is, is kind of wild for me. I'll get over it. it. I'll get over it. All right. Um, all right. We got to wrap up. I feel, Oh, you got to, you got to, you got to UFC UFC pick. pick. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow night and UFC 297 main event for the middleweight title, we've got uh, South African, uh, Drikas Duplessis. He's six. No, in the UFC with five finishes going to get Sean Strickland. And it's pretty much pick them. You could probably get Duplessis, maybe at plus 105 or, or even money. I like him. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, for a smaller amount, get a little bit of the prop for him to win by knockout at around plus 215, maybe even two plus 220 odds. But that's for less because um, I think he wins by knockout. It's six UFC wins, four knockouts, one submission, and a decision. And um, hopefully when we talk next week, the long life, lifelong suffering Dirty Birds will have the GOAT as their next head coach, knock on wood. How long would you last in, in the octagon with a female fighter? Well, if it's Misha Tate, I would try to last as long as possible, whether she had me on the ground or, or what. I mean, oh, you, you're trying to get some snuggling? They're all savages. I would not last long. I would not attempt to last long. I would try to crawl out of the cage. You, you just run around. You'd be doing the woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. I like watching UFC. Fair enough. Gam- gambling on UFC. I do not want to be a part of any uh, UFC. All right, you ever thanks. been to one live? Oh, I, absolutely. I've been to the last three in Jacksonville. <clears throat> I've been to five live. One in Vegas, one in Atlanta. And I've been every year the last three uh, in Jacksonville. And they're right. uh, there. Quick side story because I know we're running out of time. Sure. Uh, in my heyday of heavy drinking and heavy going – at Auburn, the forerunner of the UFC was the tough man competitions that they set up a boxing ring at bars in and around whatever college towns and guys would sign up. Well, I did that. I won the first one. I won the second one. And I walked in there and I fought some dude who honestly – at this point in time, I'm 6'4", and currently I'm 230 pounds. Then I was probably 6'4", 250. And this guy was 5'11", 165. And he hit me 17 times in the belly before I even got my hands up. <laughs> he, was like, he was like some sort of Golden Gloves champion from the Bayou. And he wore me out, and that's the last time I ever put gloves on. <laughs> I had forgotten you were six four. I remember now. I mean, we've done tons of radio and whatnot over the last decade, but we haven't seen each other in twenty years. No, I probably not. Yours. Yeah. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks to Bet Online. Good luck with all your bets. And uh, for Jay Greason, I'm Brian Edwards. Another one in the books. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.